Let's pray. Heavenly Father, give us today the joy of the remembrance that the Word was made flesh and made His dwelling amongst us and that His glory has been made known. The glory that is yours and is full of grace and truth. Amen. Well, where does the time go? It's Christmas again. Another year speeds by. Now, if you're six years old, you might think, what are you talking about, the years speed by? But maybe you've heard your parents or other ancient people say, I can't believe 2023 is nearly over. Whether 2023 has seemed a vast age or the blink of an eye, it is easy to give almost all your attention to the surging flow of events, all that happens today, all that will need to happen for tomorrow or next week, all that might happen in five or fifty years. Round and round goes the sun, sorry, goes the earth around the sun. The sun goes around the galaxy, the earth goes around the sun. But round and round, according to the law of gravity, at a speed, Google tells me, of over 100,000 kilometres per hour. What does it mean? If we rewind it in our imagination over immense stretches of past time, billions of years back, we get to the beginning. And in the beginning? One way to think about the beginning is science. In the beginning was the Big Bang. Energy ruled by law. There are densities and temperatures and rates of expansion. There is cause and effect unfolding along strict mathematical principles. E equals mc squared. And all of this unfolds, cause and effect, eventually bringing us to our brief lives, riding the blue planet round and round the sun. What does it all mean? Is that a question that science can answer, that anyone can answer? An older way of thinking about the beginning is found in John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We live in a world where there are reasons for things, as well as causes of things. People, for instance, act for reasons. We have a thought, an understanding, a purpose, and an intention. And we act to fulfil our purpose, to achieve our intention. Our actions are for reasons that are encapsulated in thoughts and can be put in words. This is a different thing to acting because a law causes us to act. The Bible's way of thinking about the beginning sees God at the beginning. That is a personal God with a personal intention an understanding, a purpose. So with God in the beginning, it's not a law or a mathematical rule, but the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And words express thoughts. They arise in minds. They carry meaning. 
Our famous Christmas Gospel reading from John's Gospel opens by saying that in the beginning of our cosmos, at the very foundation, there is one who is personal, reasonable, thoughtful, intentional, whose being includes the Word, a carrier of thought, a personal thought, not the law, the cause, the rule, the impersonal determinant of cause and effect. Now, time out, Ben, some of you are thinking, lay off all the heavy philosophy or theology or whatever this is. It's Christmas morning. Tell us a heartwarming story, won't you? At least something about Christmas. Well, let me tell you then about the Christmas I met Hugh Jackman. Yes, Hugh Jackman, Australian movie star, Wolverine, Jean Valjean in Les Mis, Bunny, the voice of Bunny in Rise of the Guardians, P.T. Barnum in The Greatest Showman. It was Christmas Day in the parish of St. Mark's Darling Point in Sydney. The church was filling up. I was due to give the all-ages talk at the two services that morning, and I came out to say hi to people. And there's a guy in the second row on the left-hand side. He's very well-dressed and well-groomed, and he looks vaguely familiar. And he looked at me like he expected to be recognised. And I came over to say hello, and I could not place him. (laughs) Had he been to a wedding at the church during the year? At a baptism? So I shook hands and said, Happy Christmas! And moved on to the next person. And it was only weeks later that someone mentioned that Hugh Jackman had been at the Christmas services that I said, oh, that's who that was. He was totally out of place. Someone who existed for me only on screens or in magazine photos. And there he was in the flesh, standing right in front of me. And I was thrown. I couldn't recognise him. John 1, 14, also talks about someone turning up where you might not expect to see them. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. One who was with God in the beginning, who was God, somehow turned up in our human flesh. The eternal lived in time. The infinite squeezed into finitude. In Jesus, God's word became one of us. He lived among us. He circled the same sun. He made visible to us the invisible God. He came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is full of grace. To be gracious is to treat people better than they deserve. It's to cover over and compensate for their failures. On our honeymoon, Michelle and I went to stay at a very classy house, uh, Witherken it was called, it was up in Mount Wilson in New South Wales, and dinners were kind of shared with other guests at what was like a family table of the hosts. And the deal was that, you know, you were given food and a place at the table, but if you wanted to drink wine with your meal, you were supposed to bring this yourself. But Michelle and I did not realise this. But although we had uh, no wine, our gracious hosts gave us a glass of their wine at their own expense. It's a small act of grace to cover over our lack, our flaw, our failure. 
and include us. Now, God's grace is far greater than that small, gracious act. God is willing to cover not only our ignorance, but our sin, our mean, low, selfish acts and words, our shameful and unworthy thoughts and desires, our bad habits and worst choices. To such sinners, God comes to give the right to become children of God, says John. But we're far from deserving it. Jesus is full of grace and truth as well. Jesus is also full of truth, of God's truth. Truth can be hard to recognise. Hugh Jackman stood before me in all his truth, but I did not recognise him. Jesus was not recognised either. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. We can all have our heads so full of the rush and demand of the passing days that we don't see the most significant thing that there is to see. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We're not simply spinning meaninglessly through the years, propelled mindlessly from cause to effect. There is something to see. The glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So can I encourage you to look for him today and every day? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us not to have our heads so full of the rush and demand of the passing days that we don't see the most significant thing that there is to see, that your word has become flesh in Jesus Christ and made his dwelling amongst us. Open our eyes today and every day more and more to the glory of your one and only Son who came from you to us, full of grace and truth. Amen.